But I'm going to tell you this, we ain't done yet. Howdy and welcome back to the Ineligible Podcast. I am Will Stone. He is Chase Caldwell. Uh, coming to you after Schooling. another exciting weekend of college football. Uh, more teams in the top 10 uh, going down and uh, causing some chaos. And we love to see that. Um, would have liked to seen a little bit more. And on that note, let's start with Oklahoma and Kansas. Are you okay with that, Chase? Yeah, let's do it. Just off the top, Oklahoma 35, Kansas 23. Uh, Kansas led for most of this game. And I think Oklahoma was shut out in in the first half, and it was like 17-0 or something to that effect. Um, they end up coming back and winning and uh, probably saved the game on that crazy fourth down play where uh, Caleb Williams, the, the new Oklahoma quarterback, uh, just ripped the ball from his running back's hands, uh, who was – uh, definitely going to be tackled for a loss, and they would have had a turnover on downs. Ripped the ball from his hands, uh, which is legal, and just took off with it and got a first down and probably saved the game for them. But um, I know that we were both really, really hoping that Kansas could pull that off because uh, that would <laughs> yeah. have that would have been hilarious. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about. I mean, especially this year, I've I've really, really. Um, all I'm watching college football for now is is uh, upsets. Every every yep. week I want to see an upset, you know. And and I've gotten that so much this year, but I, I still think that we'll uh, see quite a bit more. And uh, honestly, I, I um, obviously this would probably help us A uh, and M, and and so there's there's definitely a point of this that 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 factors into, but. I, I just want this chaos to continue all throughout the year. Oh, like same. honestly, even if we, even if we um, you know get back into the top ten and then lose to Ole Miss or something like that, and we get knocked off, like that'd be fine by me. Um, I, obviously, I don't want that to happen, but just just for the sake of, I love this chaos that that we have every single week. It's a lot of fun, right? And um, and I don't know. I, I spend more time now. I feel like trying to figure out how will these top two, top teams lose again. Um, I spend more time doing that than I do <laughs> just about anything else. Yeah. Um, but but yeah. I mean, there's so many teams that have almost lost to everybody. And and I'll say, uh, just going back to Oklahoma and Kansas, you know, as a heads up play on on um, what's Oklahoma's quarterback's name? Uh, Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams it was a heads up play on him. And, um, you know, like it was a, 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 if I'm an Oklahoma fan, I'm thrilled to death that he did that. Like that just was awesome. If I'm a Kansas fan, I'm really, really pointing towards that as the reason why we lost and kind of a fluky reason to lose. Um, but that's just kind of, that's college football. There's always going to be things like that that, that is, you know, I mean, you look at like the AM LSU game where uh, Kellen's knee was down. Well, his knee was down, and so technically, that's correct. But LSU fans are going to feel like that's fluky forever, you right? Know? Um, we're always going to feel like it was fluky that LSU was offsides back in like 2014, you know, yeah. because they were. 
but oh, absolutely. you know, it, it, it didn't get called. And so, I mean, there's always going to be fluky stuff like that that happens in college football. Um, so like you can't, you can't brush off a win that somebody has, but at this point in the season, what I'm looking at with Oklahoma is okay. Sure. You're the only undefeated team or, you know, one of the only undefeated teams left, but you're barely undefeated. I mean, every single game you're barely squeaking by. And I don't care if you put up, you know, 14 points in trash time after you have a fluky call like that. Look at the game. I watched the game. I know how you played. You played from behind the entire game right. against Kansas. Like, you know, that that doesn't, you know, and Tulane and, you know, all these other teams that you barely squeaked by. We're not talking about Alabama. You know, if you played from behind against Alabama or, or Ohio State or any of the top teams and you came back to win it, like, okay, I'll give you credit for those wins. But that's not the type of wins that we're we're seeing you have. We're right. seeing you come back to win these these teams that you should be dominating the entire time, you know. And um anyhow. Well and in the case of Oklahoma, um they've they've had it kind of easy. Like like if you look at the Big Twelve and who's kind of risen to the top and like the top four teams in that in that league. It's Oklahoma is one of them. Uh, Baylor, mm-hmm. Iowa State, and Oklahoma State. Well, they haven't played any of those other three yet, and they play them all in consecutive weeks to end the season, and two are on the road. So mm-hmm. um, if I'm a betting man, I don't think we see 13-0 Oklahoma. And even if we see 12-0 Oklahoma, they got to play one of those teams a second time because of the Big 12 championship. So um, Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not so sure that we'll, we'll see undefeated anybody. Um, truly, yeah. I mean, there's there's a, there's a lot of college football left to be played, and these teams that, that are riding the coattails of, oh, we're undefeated, look at us, we're undefeated, and everybody else keeps getting beat. Yeah. You hadn't played nobody yet, <laughs> <laughs> and um, y'all are about to carve each other up, especially in the Big Ten. Uh, Big, Big 12 is the same way, both of them are. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're uh, – we still have, you know, there's still a lot of SEC te- SEC games to be played too. Yeah. But not as much as those two leagues have. They're they're very they're very pushed back in November, and now as the season is starting to shake out, and we're seeing that you know a lot of these top teams have losses, um, and even including A and M, Alabama, you know, they have losses, but they're in September and October, right? And um, they remember November, right? So. If you're those teams, that's got to be a little bit nerve wracking because, yeah, maybe you're a one loss team and you you're Ohio State and you lost to, well, well, let's just say Ohio State wins out, right? Um, they're going to have a lot better um, likelihood of getting to the playoff or, or something like that than any other one loss Big Ten team, obviously because they would have beat the those other one loss teams, but. Um, their their loss was early in the season, right? You know, compared to these that would would be late. Um, so, so that being said, I'm a big uh, Nittany Lions fan for the remainder of the season. <laughs> I, I hope that they win out because um, they they still have to play Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State. Um, so if they can knock off those three, I'm all about it. I am all about it. Uh, hand Ohio State their second loss. Yeah. Um, give Michigan and Michigan State their 
There are other losses. I think best case scenario, in in my personal opinion, on Big Ten is for uh, Ohio State to lose to Penn State um, and then beat both Michigan and Michigan State and then Penn State – Penn State win the three of Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State, which I'm not saying is going to happen. I'm just saying that's best case scenario for me. Um, and then Ohio State went out outside of Penn State. So then you have a two-loss Ohio State, two-loss Penn State, and then one of Michigan and Michigan State will be two-loss and one would be three-loss. Um, that would be great. I want everybody in college football to have two losses so that we look great. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, I feel like Ohio State, for as as big of a name as they are, they're they're kind of going under the radar a little bit, and and I guess mm-hmm. less so, uh, like in the past week. But um, they're they're good. I mean, if 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 you ask me today who the best teams in in the country were, I, I would say Georgia's number one, Ohio State's mm-hmm. probably number two in terms of who's who's best. Um, I, I would love for them to lose. Uh, I don't. You know what's interesting is Michigan. Michigan State played this weekend, right? And they're both. Oh, they played this weekend. I think so. Th- this coming up weekend. Um, yeah, and, they do. and they're both undefeated um, in the top ten and all that. So um, I don't know. And like Ohio State still has to play some some formidable opponents, but um, it feels like they're they're hitting their stride a bit and maybe don't have the the issues they had that they had back in, you know, September when they lost to Oregon. But, um, but I'd love to see it cause I don't want to see Ohio state back in the playoff like we do every season. So, um, yeah, go, yeah, go, sure. go Nittany Lions, go Spartans, go, go, uh, go big blue, all that stuff. So. Go, bo- go Boilermakers too. <laughs> go, go Boilermakers. Yeah, Purdue, Purdue still has to play Michigan state and Ohio state. Yeah. Um, Hey, they, and, they've done it before. Just put Michigan State at two this this week. We can go back and change the rankings. That way, um, give them a leg up. Well, after that, let's say they beat Michigan, we'll we'll throw them up at two. Um, that way, Purdue can do it again. Yeah. And then we'll throw Ohio State up to two. That way, Purdue can do it again. But Penn State, I was uh, I now I'm looking. I was looking at the wrong column. Um, Penn State and Ohio State is this weekend as well. Right. So it's a big weekend for. Um, you know, the, the, uh, big 10 East because, you know, their, their four main competitive teams are all playing. Oh yeah. Um, love to see, love to see that shake up. But I mean, look at it. Ohio state is a good team. Um, they have been written off for, for some of their losses or, or their loss early. And then some of their like squeak by games early. Um, but they've got, They've got the, the biggest gauntlet ahead of them. Um, I mean, if you look at who they've played, they played Minnesota, Oregon, Tulsa, Akron, Rutgers, and Maryland, and Indiana. You know, so that's who they have played. So I'm sure, yeah, they look great. But left on their schedule, they've got Penn State, Nebraska, Purdue, Michigan State, and Michigan. So they've got all of their hardest games over the next six weeks. And um, I just hope that they drop one. If they drop one, I'm perfectly fine. Right. <laughs> but um, let's uh, turn our eyes back to the Big 12 for a second. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oklahoma State, previously undefeated, uh, goes down uh, in Ames to the Iowa State Cyclones. Um, 
yeah, like those top four teams are just kind of all bunched together. And and Texas is still technically in that mix. Uh, they're two and two in conference. Um, mm-hmm. They played Baylor this weekend. Uh, that'll be interesting to watch. And uh, they still have, I believe, Iowa State and Kansas State on the schedule, amongst other teams. But um, yeah. Just kind of muddled in the Big Twelve. Uh, Oklahoma State's defense is good, but um, they they had a tough go of it in uh, uh, on on the road in in Ames. And um, who knows? Like you, you could see any of these, like any of these four teams, make it to the Big Twelve championship. Like none of them have been eliminated yet. It could be it could be Baylor and Iowa State. In the Big Twelve Championship, yeah. that could be a thing. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, not. Be great. It's not out of the realm of possibility at all. So, well, and that's that's the thing about Oklahoma is very similar to Ohio State. They have all of their hardest games ahead of them. Yeah. Um. You know, they've barely won almost every single game that they played. They're they're the comeback team of the season, right? Yeah. But um, they play Texas Tech this weekend. But then, you know, to end November or to end the season, they're at Baylor. Then they're Ohio or Iowa State, then they're at Oklahoma State. So yeah. the three best best games ahead of them. Um, Oklahoma State's sitting pretty good because they have all they have a lot of their harder games knocked out. Yeah. Um, so they they play uh, they just play Kansas, West Virginia, TCU, and Tech, and then they play Oklahoma. So um, yeah, I, I'd like to see. I'd like to see Texas go on a run and and uh, beat Baylor and and no, State. No, no, I don't, I don't um, know about all that, but oh, I, I do. <laughs> they get they got three losses. Let them let them take off yeah. and and let them uh, let them create turmoil in the Big Twelve. Yeah. I'd love to see them have uh, no way we losses. can find. <laughs> well, um, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. You, you look at Iowa State and they. The only ranked team they, they have left is is Oklahoma. Um, mm-hmm. Now, Texas is going to be a tough game. Um, Texas Tech just fired their coach. <laughs> we, we don't have to get into that, but um, uh, maybe that's not too difficult. Uh, West Virginia kind of seems like a mess. TCU seems like a mess. So, um, And Iowa State only has one conference loss. The other one was to Iowa you know, in, in non-conference. So um, after they started out two and two or whatever, everybody just kind of forgot about them, but – that's a team that's that's right there in the mix to be in the Big Twelve title game, but yeah. Um, let's talk about some teams that don't have their hardest games ahead of them, and that is uh, in the ACC, <laughs> um, where where Pitt has burst on into the national scene, uh, knocking off uh, Clemson last week, and sitting at six and one would be seven and zero if not for a crazy game against Western Michigan. Um, can you pick it for Heisman? I don't know. That's what some people are saying. But um, <laughs> well, every single game you watch, there's somebody playing that's you know the Heisman front runner. Right. I, there's there's like thirty Heisman front runners in the nation. I don't know how that works, but um, according to Fox and ESPN, and they all have their their one Heisman front runner that they're really really pushing. Um, so ask some of them. It's it's um, Caleb Williams. Ask. As some people, it's uh, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau. You know, I mean, there, there's Jordan Davis, there's all these Georgia, Jordan Davis. Yeah, there's so many Heisman front runners out there yeah. that um, you, you got to have one, guys. You know, like we need to come to a consensus on the who the true Heisman front runner is. Yeah. But 
I mean, honestly, it's going to be Bijan Robinson. Everybody knows Shoot. That. This, this is yeah. the weirdest Heisman year that I've ever seen. Like, I'm not a big Heisman guy. It's not something I really care about. Um, mm-hmm. But every year there's always, you know, at least one player. You're like, oh, like, that's the guy. Like, or there's like a handful that are all, you know, kind of in it. This year, I have no clue. I have no clue who's even going to be invited to New York at the end of the year. Um, yeah, I'm the same way. It could be three defensive players for all we know. <laughs> like, well, that'd be good. I'd like to see yeah, a defensive player on there for sure. For sure. But, um, but, but Pitt, they, they close the year with Miami, Duke, North Carolina, Virginia, and Syracuse. So, um, not really the who's who of, uh, of college football. Um, now, not to say they're just going to walk, just walk to eleven and one and into the ACC championship, but we kind of joked last week it'd be Pitt and Wake in the in the ACC title game, and that's still very likely. Uh, <laughs> Wake, yeah, that's w- that's. I think Wake just scored seventy points on Army last week. Um, now they, they gave up fifty six to Army, but um, still, like I don't know anybody that's kind of that's really in their way that's going to, you know, keep them from doing it. So. Uh, it's it's interesting to see how the committee is going to treat these undefeated or one loss ACC teams that you know we all know aren't as talented, but they keep winning games. So do we really know how good they are? Kind of thing. Um, now I, I look at it now. Wake does close the year with uh, they have Duke this week, then they have North Carolina, who's got some talent, NC State, Clemson, and Boston College. So uh, yeah, they, they. I was going to say they have. Some harder games ahead of yeah. them. Pitt doesn't as much, but they do have to play um, Miami and North Carolina. Yeah, and Virginia is not that bad of a game of a team. Yeah, not they, at all. They're not they're not that great, but they do have talent. Um, so that's the thing about these teams. That's like, you know, Pitt. Yeah, they're they're coming on strong. They have had some really good wins, um, but. You know, they're not an elite team, so how do they handle some of these? Because yeah. some of the elite teams haven't been able to handle some of the smaller teams. You know, so if you're uh, if you're having a Cinderella season, you know, how, how do you handle these smaller teams that even the elite teams aren't able to handle? So yeah. um, we'll, we'll see. It, it, it'll be fun. So I've got kind of um, a, a, a worst-case scenario here. Um, let's say Bama wins out until the title game, and – and plays an undefeated Georgia and wins. Ohio State is still is is thirteen and one or whatever, twelve and one, Big Ten champ. Those three are probably getting in, right? Yeah, you'd think. a twelve and one Bama, a twelve and one Georgia, a twelve and one Ohio State, and then you have you know who knows what Oregon ends up doing, and then Cincinnati, maybe Oklahoma, and then twelve and one Pitt. I don't know. I feel like. I feel like these teams aren't gonna are gonna have a much tougher time getting in. Yeah, I do. I, I think that um, well, Cincinnati, I'm not sold on honestly. Uh, I mean, they're a good team. Don't get me wrong. Let, let me back up and say that I'm, I'm not saying that they won't be there. Um, I'm just saying that I'm not looking at their schedule, saying yeah, they're gonna win out. Um, because they do still have to play Tulane and, and Tulsa, which both of those are pretty tough teams um, for what they are. But then they're also playing SMU right. um, in, a, in several weeks. So SMU, though, they're not getting a whole lot of, you know, 
they're not getting the looks that maybe they ought to. They do have uh, some some harder games ahead of them as well, um, with Houston, Memphis, and UCF, and then Cincinnati and Tulsa. So like they they have yeah. a tough road ahead, um, but I could definitely see SMU beating Cincinnati, um, and I could see SMU dropping one of those games. If if you don't have an undefeated American team, I don't see them making it oh, even no. with how how crazy this year has been. Yeah. If you have an undefeated team, I, I expect that they'll probably be in. Um, but I, it just kind of depends on how everything shakes out. You know? I know we said this either last week or the week before, but this w- this would be the best year in a long time to have a twelve team format. Like. Absolutely. Like every team we talked about would be in it. Like A and M's fighting for a spot at this point if it's twelve teams, and maybe I mean they could get in with four teams. That's a, a different discussion. But um, I think I saw a, an article on the Athletic today. I didn't read the whole thing, but um, if there were twelve a, tw- a twelve team playoff this year, there would still be forty three teams in contention as of today, which is just wow. nuts when you think about it. Like because we're sitting here talking about the same six teams every year, uh, you know, and mm-hmm. like. We're just praying that Cincinnati can get in there, or somebody you know can get in there and and shake things up. But, um, but yeah, who knows? We'll see. Um, maybe Ohio State loses to Penn State this week. Maybe Oregon loses to whoever they play. You know, and there's not a person in the country that thought OU was going to struggle with Kansas. I mean, that that was just completely out of left field. So um, it's yeah, just it's sure. just one of those years, and they're still a lot of time left for, for some craziness. And that's what we're here for. Well, and I think uh, this is, this is a best case scenario, right? Uh, for us, I don't, I don't think that this is necessarily going to happen, but let's, let's just paint the picture, right? Alabama drops another game. Let's say they, they lose to Auburn. Okay. Um, if we were to win out, then we're going to the SEC championship. If we beat Georgia, then we're a two-loss SEC champ. We're getting in. You know, there, there's no doubt in my mind that we would get in even with two losses because we had a win against Alabama and Georgia. Right. You know, like that That would be – now the question would be if that did happen and then we went to the SEC championship, um, would we beat Georgia? My, my guess would be no, we would not beat Georgia. Um, I would not put money on us there, but not saying that it's impossible. Um but we don't beat Georgia. Well, then if we're a three loss runner up in the SEC, I d- don't expect that we would get in at that point. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, crazier things have happened, I guess. But but really, where the question would be though is, you know, Bama goes in, loses to Georgia, like you said. Um, if we were to win out, well, Bama has the same amount of losses. They have one more win than us, but we beat them. You know, there might be an argument for us, but it wouldn't be a very strong one. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's that's a little bit too far ahead to look, you know, because we still have some big games ahead of us. Yeah. Um, ultimately, we gotta we gotta hope that Ole Miss wins out till we play them, and then that we can knock them off. Um, so that way we can jump them. It'd be good to to beat a top ten team again. Well, and uh. Um, What's interesting is that um, Ole Miss and Auburn play this week, and they're both fairly highly ranked. Um, I, I, I think I would assume the winner of that is – I think they're both ranked when we play them, basically. 
Oh, for um, sure. For sure. And really like with, with who Bama has left, they've got LSU, New Mexico state, Arkansas and Auburn. Um, if you like for, for AM fans, you got to cross your fingers that Auburn can somehow knock them off. It's, it's, it's a road game for Bama. You know, it's, it's at Auburn, which is where they tend to lose those. Um, that's kind of the only realistic loss for them left. I, I don't think LSU presents a real threat. Um, maybe Arkansas. They've kind of fallen apart a bit after a hot start. So who knows? But um, with as much as Auburn hates them, as, as much as they play up for that game, um, that's uh, I'm not saying it's likely, but it's more likely than than some other some other teams. But um, I'm, well, that's why that's why I kind of I think it would be better for us. And this is this is would be an interesting discussion of. Would it be better for Ole Miss to lose? I mean, to win and and Auburn to lose because then we would play Auburn next week and they'd maybe be a top, maybe be like 24, 25, you know, because right now they're sitting at 18. So um, they'd probably, they'd hopefully still be in the top 25 um, just based on they'd lose to the number 10 team, right? Um, so you'd hope that they'd still be in the top 25. We'd beat them. But then that way, whenever we go to play Ole Miss, Ole Miss would be, you know, a single digit team. Yeah, we beat them. Then then we versus if if uh, Auburn beats Ole Miss this week, Ole Miss drop to say 15, 16, somewhere in there. Auburn may jump us, you know, to be close to top ten. So then we'd be number 14 versus number 12, let's say. Yeah. Um, we beat them. And then when we go to play Ole Miss, you know, they're going to be a number 15 team. Would it be better for us to beat number 12 and then number 15, or would it be better for us to beat number 25 and then number five? Yeah. You know, um, I think it would be better to beat 25 and then five. Um, well then on the, on the TV aspect of that, I know I saw that they haven't picked the time for Auburn yet. Like they're, picking between us and Auburn and Georgia Mizzou, which is dumb, but like Georgia is the big draw right now. Um, right. So if, if Auburn were to lose, maybe they, that makes them put Georgia at two thirty. you get a Kyle field night game against a pretty good Auburn team. And then, you know, if you win that, you go play all miss, you know, that's probably number eight against number 12. If you know, at that point between us and them, and that's at two thirty in Oxford instead of at night in Oxford. And, maybe that benefits us a little bit better because um, mm-hmm. we, we typically don't, we, we haven't played well in the past uh, at Ole Miss. So um, I'm, yeah. I, have, have any of our games over there not been at night? They've all been at night. I'm trying to think of one that, mm. that wasn't. I feel like there's been a few that haven't been. Um, I just don't know offhand. Yeah. That's just so, something that kind of popped into my head that, uh, Whenever we go there, it seems like it's always a night game, which is you know, great for them, not as f- much for us. But I feel like we played them one time at eleven a.m. Uh, <laughs> on, on the flip side, all of our games in Starkville are at eleven a.m. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, been a lot of those, but no, I feel like I feel like we've played there before that wasn't a night game. Yeah, there, there's kind of a their stadium is really interesting because it's small. But it's still loud. It is loud. Like they blast music into there, mm-hmm. and they really, you know, there's there's the rule that you can't have like artificial noisemakers, um, 
going within like a certain amount of seconds before snap, right? Yeah. Uh, they really, really like to uh, play the gray area of that rule um, to where they're still blasting their music whenever we're hiking the ball. Yeah. Um, that's not really supposed to happen, but it does happen there. Um, but that's why you see like our band will play and then stop and we'll do yells like right before they snap the ball. And that's why like if you play at um, Mississippi State, like they have to stop ringing their bells for, you know, right before the snap. And Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember the first year we, we went there in 2012, um, Ole Miss had lost like 13 conference games in a row. And uh, they were like the the like like the Vanderbilt of of that of that era, and, and they got good as soon as we got into the into the league. But um, mm-hmm. I, I went there ex- expecting not much, like a you know rinky dink stadium, and no one was excited. But um, now even on a third team conference game losing streak, they were sold out and fired up, and uh, that's yeah. you know it just means more, you know. It does. Um, but yeah, so. A big weekend ahead, uh, Michigan, Michigan State, you know, start your morning off with that. Um, Texas Baylor is in the morning, uh, Pitt in Miami. I feel like all the, every week there's always just a, a load of good games in the morning. So they're just coming out, they're just coming yeah, out of the gate time. there has been a bunch of that. Um, Georgia, Florida at 2.30. Um, that's going to be a good one for sure. That's definitely Georgia's toughest test that remains outside of for sure. whoever wins the West. Um and then six o'clock, Ole Miss at Auburn. Um, I'm I'm fired up for that one. I cannot wait to watch uh, Penn State, Ohio State, and North Carolina at Notre Dame, which that does not belong with the rest of the games I said, but it stood out when I was reading them. So, um, but yeah, Give Notre Dame another loss. I'd be all for that. That would be great. Um, you know, I do love that. Even though they have the one loss, there's there's nobody that is talking about them as a playoff team, and rightfully so. But you figure if they, in past years, they'd be hyping them up still, you know, but yeah. Um, let's do some buy, sell, hold. Been a little while. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Give me a second to get the sound up. Yeah. We got to wait till the market's open. Don't want to have to do a trade correction. There we are. All right. Who are you buying? Uh, I'm going to buy a couple things. Um, We'll talk about it here in a second, but I'm buying the A&M offensive line. Uh, excited to get into, into that stuff here in a bit. But um, I'm, I'm going to buy there not being – I guess I'm going to buy that there's going to be a new face in the playoff this year. Um, I've kind of been buying that all year. It's, it's a, a little bit less certain than maybe it seemed early on, but um, I think someone's going to mess up. Like I think either Oklahoma's going to stumble, you know, Oregon's going to screw around. Um, Cincinnati or Pitt or somebody is, it could be A&M. Like someone's gonna, you know, come like, like, I guess come out of this thing that isn't one of your, your typical five or six playoff teams, but that, that, mm-hmm. that, that's my buy for this week. I think I'm going to buy, uh, SMU. All right. Pony up. I, I think, I think they've been a, a decent team that's been pretty under the radar, um, but I, I think, like when I look at when I look at the remainder of the season and what different teams have left, you know, there are some, and we've we've been covering it for a while now. Um, 
none of the undefeateds have just a, a perfectly smooth path to the playoff. Uh, they're they're really, you know, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State. They're all playing each other over the next couple of weeks, um, so they're going to chew each other up a little bit. The Big Twelve, we already talked about, will chew each other up a little bit. Um, so, of course, you could have Oklahoma or Ohio State or somebody like come out of that without, you know, um, dropping one of those games. But it's not like you're not looking at their schedule like, oh, yeah, they're going to dominate and win every single one of these games. Um, I think the only team that we can say that about right now that people are really hyping up is Cincinnati. And I think Cincinnati is the one they're saying. Yeah, they've they've got it. They got this thing in the bag, and so I think SMU, if they just keep doing what they're doing, they can they can come out and and shock the the world. I, I think that could be the 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 last big upset of the season. You know, is them coming out beating Cincinnati yeah. and and just causing chaos all around. You know, right there at the end of the season. So yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and buy them now. All right. Um, who am I gonna hold on? Let's see here. I've, I've, even though we haven't done this every week, I, like in my, in my mind, I've, I've sold a lot for, over, over the, <laughs> yeah. over the, over the season. Same. So who am I still holding on to that? I shouldn't hold on AM. I feel like that's, that's kind of a cop out. Although I am like, I, mm-hmm. I think there's still some, uh, upward potential with AM. Is there a word for that mm-hmm. in stocks where you're like, hey, this is like a, like some boom potential? The yeah, upside, upside upside potential. I don't know why I can't think of the word upside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's not the first time it's happened on this podcast that we couldn't think of a word. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least you didn't have to pause for like forty five <laughs> seconds. Um, I'm gonna hold on the ACC's playoff hopes. I feel like I feel like all my okay. I feel like all my stuff is related to that, but. Um, mm-hmm. I'm 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 buying. Actually, how about this? I'm going to hold on Kenny Pickett's Heisman odds because he might do it. I mean, <laughs> this was like there's not a Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, uh, Tunga Vailoa. There's like none of those. Those guys are all gone. Like there's none of them yeah. that are in the mix. Um, every preseason favorite has failed uh, horrifically. Uh, some have been benched. Uh, so yeah, like why not Kenny Pickett, who's like 23 years old? And um, plays at Pitt. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, like right? it's funny because Pitt, Pitt was good a long time ago. Like, uh, Dan Marino played there, and Tony Dorsett played there, mm-hmm. and like they've got championships in their history. But in our lifetimes, they have not been anything relevant. So, um, yeah. it's it, it's it's a cool story for sure. I think I'm gonna hold Baylor. All right. I, I actually think I'll probably also hold Arkansas. Um, and, and so Baylor, I'm going to start with because I, I do think that they're a, a pretty decent team. Um, I think they could cause some shakeup. I think they're going to cause Oklahoma to have one of their toughest games. Um, and, and so I, I'm, I'm holding on Baylor because I, I do think that they're, I think they're a good team, but I honestly haven't watched like as much as I've been talking about Baylor over the course of the season every week for one reason or another, I just don't watch their game. Yep. And so um, I'm holding on them strictly because I, I believe in their coaching staff and I believe in the talent that they have on their team. And I'm, I'm seeing the box scores 
you know, and the little bit of their game that I have watched, I'm like, okay, yeah, they're, they're what I'm expecting them to be. Yeah. Um, so I'm more so holding on to them to where I can do a little bit more research, I guess I should say. Yeah. Um, with Arkansas, I'm holding on to them because like, yeah, they've had, they've had a slew of, of bad games, but I think, I think they've got, I think they're still a good team and, um, you know, I've been high on them all year, mainly because I'm like, they're tough, you know, um, you mentioned earlier that you don't think that they could pull it out against Alabama. I don't think they could either, but whenever you're an Arkansas player and you're like, man, everybody's doubting us, you know, Alabama's going to doubt them completely. And that's been one of Alabama's biggest problems this year. Yeah. You know, I mean, Saban even said it himself that they didn't really prep very well for us. Um, but if you're on, if you're Arkansas, you can say, Hey, look here, we have an opportunity in front of us to salvage our season. Um, we beat A&M, A&M, beat them we can do it like we beat the team that beat them and i know that you know that for fans and us watching it you know you can't you can't do that that doesn't really what's it the transitive property Mm -hmm. it doesn't work you can't you can't do that but if you're trying to generate motivation for your team you absolutely can't yeah because you're like they're not these big bads that's impossible to beat because they got beat by AM and y'all beat AM. So you're just as good as they are. You know, like you're, you're, you can, you can win the game against them, you know. Right. And I just don't think that Alabama just doesn't seem to have the, the championship level preparation this season that they normally have. Yeah. Um, and, and so I just, I just feel like you have a lot of really elite players on that team that haven't been there, done that. Mm hmm. Um, that that they're riding the coattails of what has happened over the last fifteen years at Alabama instead of what they've done, and so they're they're kind of losing their grip. And this is complete speculation; like <laughs> you have no idea. Like it might not be like that at all in the locker room, but it just seems that way from the outside looking in. Yeah. That maybe they're not really taking it seriously whenever they're playing lower ranked teams. Yeah. And so um, I, I think that. You could see Arkansas come out and shock them, especially because do we know what time that game is yet? I don't even know what week that game is. I think it's still a few weeks away. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, it could end up being like an 11 a.m. game. Right. You know, I'm all for 11 a.m. upsets. So, uh, I'm not saying that they're going to upset Alabama, but I'm just saying I think think there's games like that that they have left on their schedule that they may play up to. Yeah. And and you might see the Arkansas team that we saw at the beginning of the year here towards the end of the year. Um, and they just had a lull in the middle there. So yeah. I'm holding on them. No, I, I, I'm with you 100% on Bama. Um, like even before we beat them, like I think going into that game, I, I I made the comment that this isn't your typical Bama team. It's just, it's still really good. Just a little bit stepped down from, you know, their usual dominance. Um, but yeah, like, like that's not a, like Arkansas is not a gimme for them. Um, mm-hmm. Auburn won't be a gimme for them, but um, on your point of Baylor, I'd like to go back if I can. The market's still open. I'm going to buy in. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to buy in on Iowa State. Um, it made no sense That's to me. Goodbye. I almost did that myself. It made no sense to me, and I said this before, but they started off two and two, and everybody just wrote them the hell off. Like no one even mentioned Ohio State anywhere in the national media. Uh, they fell out of the top twenty-five, um, and like I think Iowa beat them pretty bad. But Baylor beat them by like two points. Like it was a close game, mm-hmm. and we've realized that hey, Baylor's kind of good. So, um, yeah, I, I I didn't understand that at the time. Uh, they just 
they, they have a top 10 win under their belt now, uh, beating Oklahoma State. And um, with just the one conference loss, a lot of good games for them remain. And I, I think they're one of the two teams that, that make it to the Big 12, Big 12 title game. Um, I, I, think that's a, I think that's a very good buy. Yeah. Personally. Um, on the flip side. I almost did it myself. <laughs> <laughs> on the flip side, and I think you may be with me on this, uh, and I, I'm, I'm going to sell Oklahoma. Um, absolutely. <laughs> Brian Graham, my father-in-law, uh, I know you're listening. I'm sorry. Um, my father-in-law too. It's not, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's not personal. Um, this, this just isn't the year for, for Oklahoma to win a playoff game. Um, yeah. I don't think they're going to make it. And, uh, you know, they could in the season with, with two or three losses, you know, who, who knows, but, yeah, I'll, I'll join you on that. I don't really have any Oklahoma s- stock left. Um, so Riley is probably sitting here listening, just just chomping at the bits because he's he's getting excited. Ooh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, uh, who had the bet where if they won the Big 12, they were going to come on the podcast? They were coming on the pod? Yeah. It, it was Riley. Oh, okay, okay. Riley. Yeah, so, so uh, Riley's a big Oklahoma fan. Man. Like That's where he wanted to go. Uh, but he went to A&M just because he, he loved A&M. Of course, then he, he – worked for the team with me so um he's he's a big a&m fan but he's he's just as big if not a bigger oklahoma fan okay. um so so he's a he's a a&m alum oklahoma fan i guess you should say um but yeah he's he's got that bet i bet we st- we're still gonna hold true to it yeah. like if they come out and they they um end up in the playoff and all that like riley you're gonna be on the pod but i'm I'm going to double down on it and say that I don't think it happened. Not the slam dunk um, that so, I thought it was a few months ago when you first told yeah, me. Yeah, sure, sure. So um, I think I think we're we're uh, I'm still okay with with that that sell. I probably don't have any stock left to sell, so um, I will sell. I, I'll kind of go a difference of opinion on you, um, and and I'm going to sell um, ACC playoff hopes. Okay. I I don't think that. Um, I think I like to sell high and ACC is real high right now. So um, maybe, maybe I miss on this. Maybe I sell too early, but that's, that's fine. Um, What I'm looking at is we got wake and we got, we got Pitt as the the last two, you know, that we're holding out for. Right. Um, Wake, wake still has North Carolina, NC state and Clemson, you know, Clemson has had a terrible season but they still have a lot of talent on that team. And if, if they just decide that they're just going to turn around and play for whatever's left, you know, then, then you might see them come out and upset, but then, then Pitt, um, they still play Miami and they still, still play North Carolina. And I'm still big on North Carolina, even though, you know, like they haven't had the season I expected from them. Uh, Mac Brown still has a way of, of doing things and, um, he he definitely knows how to get teams to play up to where they need to be. So um, I I just kind of think that both of those teams will end up with a loss, and and then I, I don't think you see an ACC team in the playoff. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I think I'm just kind of holding out hope that one of them that one of them does something. Uh, of course, watch them like I watch Pitt lose to Miami this weekend, and watch Wake lose to Duke or whoever they play. Um, yeah. And then you know the whole thing is kaput. Like they're 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 <laughs> sure. they're, 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 they're well, done so, <laughs> and you sold at the right well, time. <laughs> and, and that's that's why uh, we don't do as much of that as as we would like to. I know we've talked about that in the past of like 
we don't always differ in our opinion. So yeah. in, in opportunities where I can differ, one of us is going to be right. One of us is going to be wrong, yeah. you know, and I could see it going either way. So I'm just getting out now. Cause I'm like, eh, I'm not when it like, because I'm so big on, on seeing upsets, I know how it feels to watch subpar teams and like, like root for those subpar teams and then just watch them just crash at the end. Like Kansas is a great example. Like I was, I was all for Kansas all week long or all all day long on Saturday. And, and then I just, I'm, I'm going with a team that is not good. And whenever they needed to be clutch, of course they're not going to be clutch and they ended up just fumbling the bag. So like, I just have learned from past experience of like not trying to uh, <laughs> not trying to ride with teams that that may very well fumble the bag on yeah. me. So. And prop, <laughs> except for A and M, I'll yeah. I'll go I'll stick with A and M because it's my school. And but, props to Pitt uh, and Wake Forest for not being included in the subpar teams, <laughs> which is which yeah, is usually yeah. the case. <laughs> um, sure, sure. Uh, I've got one more sell, and um, uh, not to be hot takey, but um, I'm going to sell Alabama as a playoff team this year um alabama will not make the playoff there i said it. i, bl- I, yeah, I believe that um i think at this point even if they win all their remaining games uh except for the sec championship if they lose to georgia i don't even think it matters how close it is i think they're out um yeah i think so i don't too. think a two loss conference title game loser gets in over you know, undefeated Cincinnati or or undefeated Wake Forest, for that matter, um, if if that were to be a thing. But um, yeah, I, I don't see it this year. Uh, I know, I know, I know Saban's the goat. I know what he's done there is incredible. Um, I think every other team, except for maybe his first one, is probably better than this Bama team. Um, mm-hmm. th- to be honest, mm-hmm. um, and what makes them really good might be gone next year. Uh, and they're, they're two stud receivers, um, stud left tackle, uh, some, some of the guys on defense. Um, that's a whole, you know, that, that's an offseason topic right there. But um, I'm, not, I'm not putting the, the fork in the Bama dynasty. That's not what I'm doing. But um, after how, how great they were, how dominant they were a season ago, um, it warms my heart a little bit to know that they're not, they're not infallible. Like there's still some, there's still some holes in yeah. the fence there. But. Well, I, I agree with you there. I don't think that they will. And and this would be super hot taking. Honestly, I'm not ready to say it yet. But I, I don't know that they go to the, the SEC championship. I mean, that's I would, very hot taking. I, I would love that. I, I'm just saying I just um, – and I'm not even saying – obviously, like I'm saying it because I would love for that to happen for, for us, right? But um, – I'm more so just saying it because I think that they drop another game and, and I just, I don't have a whole lot of faith. I don't have a whole lot of faith. You mentioned earlier that they, they LSU is not a big concern, but I mean, LSU has played up to some teams this year. And if they, if Bama plays down to teams like they have been this year, maybe that's an upset alert, you know? Um, you know, they still got Arkansas, which I think Arkansas is a good team. And and I think Auburn – I think I, my likelihood is I think Auburn beats Alabama this year. I do. Um, but that, that's, 
that's the one that I will say, and that's why I'm saying what I'm saying. And I'm not saying that A&M ends up as the SEC championship. Maybe maybe it's Auburn. Maybe it's Ole Miss. Maybe it's Ole Miss, yeah. You know, um, because Auburn Auburn may win out. If Auburn wins out and they beat, beat Bama right there that, that last game, they, they're they in the championship, you know. Yeah. Um, if Ole Miss wins out, they're in the championship, you know. Um, assuming that, that our, our Alabama loses one. So – I think Alabama loses to Ar- or to Auburn. I think they might lose to Arkansas. You know, I, but I, regardless, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I think that they will lose another game this year. Yeah. And I hope I'm right. But if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Who cares? It's it's just kind of how I'm feeling. You know, it's the year for well, it. It's the year for a, an elite team to drop two. There's a whole scenario that we haven't even like dreamt of yet, or at least that I haven't. But whenever you started started talking. Uh, about all that just then. Um, what if Ole Miss wins out and Bama drops and like like Ole Miss beats us, obviously beats Auburn. Um, Ole Miss Georgia would be fire. That would be oh yeah, it would be it would be a lot of fun. <laughs> like if 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 Corral's healthy, I know he's 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 been kind of hobbled a little bit lately. Um, that they've been running the crap out of him, but that offense against this historic Georgia defense um, that would be a lot of fun to watch. You know, on, but, but that's what I'm excited to see with us playing. Ole yeah, Miss. for sure. I'm, I'm excited for our defense to go up against their offense, and and um, in some ways, I would love to see us come out and stomp Ole Miss, like, and then be a really good team, and we just come out and just stomp them into the ground. Yep. Because really, I would love to see an A and M Georgia game this year. It would just be it would be a six to three SEC championship <laughs> game, you know, and like I'm all for that. Like, sign me up for that every day of the week. Yeah. Um, but I and and I said at the beginning of the season, I'm not I'm I'm not going to not say it right now. But Florida could come out and beat Georgia. They could. They very well. I don't could. think it'll happen. Yeah. But I said at the beginning of the season that they might. And then what happens then if Florida wins out? Well, Florida's and then you got, have a, you have a, a, they, a lost to. they have two losses. They just have they, oh, they, they lost do. to LSU. No, they have three. They have three. They have three losses. Oh yeah, because Bama beat them. Yeah. I was looking at the wrong line. I was looking at Kentucky, um, which was a one loss. So never mind. They're not going to end up in the championship. But still, um, I think Florida has the talent that they could go toe to toe with Georgia. Oh yeah, absolutely. So it's just a matter of whether or not they do. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, this I, I feel like next episode will be a lot of fun to record because we've got some big games this this weekend. Could very well just end up being how we expect it. Georgia wins, Ohio State wins. You know, Michigan or Michigan State, either one. You know, kind of separate themselves right. a little bit, and then we don't have much to talk about. We could also be talking about Ohio State at their second loss. You know. Michigan lost, and so Michigan State's running at the front front runner there, and you know Georgia lost to Florida, and now what? You know, so so that's that's kind of I'm almost hopeful that that happens so that we have a really fun bye week um, recording next week. But yeah, yeah, let's close the market real quick. All right, I feel good about my stocks. Yeah, um, if you uh, if you have any trades that need to be placed, leave a voicemail. Please note that 
Trade instructions cannot be taken via voicemail or email. I'll give you a call tomorrow when it's back up. (laughs) NFL fans, hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> All right, let's talk about your fighting Texas Aggies. Um, Whoop. Chase, I know you uh, had some other engagements this weekend. I don't know if you got eyes on this yet, but... Um, oh, I did. I've watched it twice. It was... Uh, and I said this after the South Carolina game last year, but it was just a dominating performance. Um, mm-hmm. If uh, if they don't get these two garbage time touchdowns, um, it would have been three full games where they had not gotten into the end zone against us, which is just incredible. That's uh, wild. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. You, you love to see our boys yeah. come out and defend the, the, the John Bonham trophy um, and, mm-hmm. and keep that home. But best trophy in college football. Yeah. Um, keep it at the Alamo actually is where it's at, but the defense dominated. Uh, I felt, I felt bad for, for the quarterback, uh, Zeb Nolan at South Carolina. Um, he was a GA when the when the season started. Like during camp, mm-hmm. he was a coach, and they had quarterback injuries, and he had to like twelfth man it almost. <laughs> like hey, like I've got a year left of eligibility. <laughs> Let me suit up. Yeah. And then he goes and just gets his head taken off by AM's entire defensive line. But um, that was the biggest story. But um, I think my favorite thing was like. Like South Carolina is a very average team. They're they're four and four. Uh, but the best thing about them is their defensive line. And mm-hmm. those guys didn't do anything against this AM offensive line that is Mm-mm. had so much turmoil early on and injuries and freshmen and people moving around that these guys are really starting to click and you're seeing what we thought we might see. Uh, we just didn't know how long it would take yeah. to get here. Yeah, what's what really struck me um, this week watching that game is we're playing like I wanted us to play all season long. Yeah, and and not only just to say that we dominated the game and that we won, like it's that we played well as a team. Um, you know, our offensive line seems to have meshed quite a bit. Um, they're they're really dominating up front, and our defense was just lights out they just played out of their minds and um you know that's what I, that's what i wanted to see we've leaned on the defense a lot this season 
Um, so I'm not saying that they haven't been good, but they haven't played like they played this past weekend. Um, the way that they played this weekend was was elite. Yeah. I mean, we looked great. Um, and and offense looked good. I I, uh, I was very, very happy with some of the things that we're doing. We're finally getting Jalen Wademeyer the ball. Um, you know, it was good to have Caleb, Caleb Chapman back out there, um, really utilizing Demas a lot more. Um, and, and just that three-headed monster, man, of Isaiah Spiller, Anaya Smith, and Devon A. Chain. Man, what a what a trio. Yeah. Like I that everybody was excited about them coming into the season, of course. Yeah. But holy cow, man. They they just it's so fun to watch them. Yeah. Um all three of them super stand up guys too. Like they're they're just guys that like you want a lot of success for. You know, that like they kind of remind me of, of some of the really good backs through the years, like maybe like Nick Chubb or um you know, a lot of those Georgia backs that we they had around Nick Chubb's era. I'm trying to think uh, of a few Todd more. Todd Gurley. I can't, I can't think of any. Todd Gurley. Um, you know, like uh, all, all of them. You know, they remind me kind of them. Who was the, who was the guy that uh, played for Auburn, what, 2013? Uh, was it uh, Trey Mason? Trey Mason. Yeah, he, he reminded – like like they remind me of guys like that that yeah. like even even if you're going up against them, like you, you want them to have a great game. Yeah. Like you want them to play – up to their their yeah. game because man i tell you what isaiah spiller he's gonna go down as people's favorite aggie of all time I, I mean maybe not of all time but like he's he's tried and true he's an elite player he's 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 just tough started early we talked about that at the beginning of the season like you know how he had had to be thrown into the fire his freshman year when corbin got hurt um you know he's got a story with with his dad and and just like there's so many things that as an Aggie fan, there's there's absolutely no reason to ever say a bad word towards Spiller. Even if he has a bad game, who cares? Yeah. Like he he's he's he deserves so much credit. He's done so much for our team. And um, you know, he re- he's really carried us for for a long time now. Yeah. And and I'm just happy to see him just continue that and not like have a slump anywhere in there. Yeah, he, he's um, he's played exceptionally well, uh, really all season. I mean, he yeah he had the game winning catch against Colorado um, on a day where everything went poorly on offense. Um, had had a, a magnificent touchdown run against Bama, uh, where he just sliced him up and ran people over and stretched the ball into the end zone. But even like he's just like there, there's some guys that don't play up to their level that they are capable of every single game. And Isaiah does that. And he, and he, yeah, is not one of those, yeah. those players. Like he's, <laughs> he, he just, and, 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 and NFL scouts love the guy. Like I know there's other good backs out there that are going to be in the draft, but um, Hey, it's, it's spiller time. Like <laughs> as, <laughs> I got my 12 as, man as Chase holds here. the towel up. Yeah. No, I, 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 I love that, but um, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll be sad to see him go because, uh, in all likelihood, he will be uh, in the NFL next season. But um, excited yeah. to see him there. Like he'll have a, a great career as an NFL back. He's going to have a fantastic career. Um, um, yeah, I'm I'm sad to see him go, but I'm I'm glad to see this this season picking up here at the yeah. end um, for him. You know, and and for Wadamire and some of these others that, that may very well be gone. Yeah. Um, that that 
they've they in, they put together the Jimbo era. Yeah, you know we had some of them leave That's last his, year. His, that, his that first full class helped start that yeah. thing, but this is his first full class, and um, man, they 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 deserve to go out on a really high yeah. note, whether it's playoff or not. Like yeah. it, it, they they deserve to have a few really good wins here in November and. And just go out on a high note, get make a New Year's Six bowl, yeah. and you know go into the NFL. So no, I'm I'm still clinging to hope that uh, I, I know we've we've beat it to death in this episode, but if if we can win these these next few games and have Auburn upset them to end the season, like these these guys will get to play in Atlanta for the SEC championship with the playoff berth on the line. I know Georgia is as good as ever, and They've been completely dominant this year, um, but who knows? You get into that game with, with the, the the kind of talent you have playing at a high level like they have been. Um, you, you could pull that off. You could. You could absolutely. You, 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 could. you could. Honestly, like this is going to sound very maroon glasses of me, and and I know that, but I don't care. Um, if if we somehow make the miraculous, you know finish the season off undefeated or, you know, we went out, I mean, um, and Bama drops one and we go to Atlanta and we play Georgia. I'm buying A&M in that game all day long yeah. because, because like it, it's an underdog story. It's a true underdog story. And, and for a team that the season looked bleak after week Two really, I mean, you know, because uh, once Haynes got hurt, the season looked bleak, and it just started looking bleaker and bleaker. And then we beat Bama, and it's like boom, turnaround, yep. Cinderella season, right? So, um, I, I just kind of think that. Uh, plus, Georgia, Georgia is just as bad about as Georgia and Oklahoma are the two, you know, chokers. <laughs> they, they, they like to choke late, and. Um, so, so that's that works out good for us. Yeah. Um, but if it's a defensive battle, like I know they have a good defense, but if our defense plays the remainder of the season like they did on Saturday, I'm still picking a and M all day yeah. long. Like, um, it would be the most. So yeah, it would be the most Georgia thing of all time to have the, their best defense, you know, in history and just roll to the SC title game only to lose to a 10 and two. A&M team. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that would be, but you know, here's, here's the thing. Um, if, if we had someone as our coach right now and I'm, I'm about to do do on someone, but um, if we had just about any other coach as our, as our coach right now, I don't have a whole lot of hope that we're going to win out. Right. You know, I, I, I'm kind of like, eh, we're going to drop another game or two. I have a lot of hope that we will. I have a, I have a Jim. That's the thing about Jimbo that I know I, I'm, I, uh, really put him on a pedestal, but in my opinion, it's for good reason. Like he, he knows how to keep a team going. I've watched every pulse episode this year. And I watched every one last year. That's the first two years that I've ever watched every single one. <laughs> like I always will end up after we lose, I'm like, ah, eh, and I won't watch any more. Like it's just it it's over for me. I yeah. don't I don't enjoy it anymore. Um that's not the case anymore. Even even the Mississippi State game, I was like, oh, I really don't want to watch this, but I'm gonna watch it anyways. Because like 
you know, I still had hope going into the Bama game. Right. Like, I would have never had hope anywhere else, you know, or with any other coach. And so I have a feeling that, that this bye week that we're going into, they're going to hit it hard. And our team, you know that there's got to be this this confidence in the locker room right now that it's it's just – it's a, a mirrored image of last year. You know, we we were playing terrible those first four first couple games, and then when we came out and beat Florida, it turned our whole season around, and we became almost world beaters. You yeah. know, and um, I I think we're going to repeat that this year. I think we're going to take that all the way, and I don't think we drop another game. I'm not saying that we're going to go to the SEC championship. I'm not saying that we're going to go. You know, I, we would go to a New Year's Six Bowl if we went out. Um, regardless, I'd imagine, but um, that's why I think if you give us the opportunity to be in the SEC championship, you're gonna have Jimbo being the hey, look, look at where you came from, look where you are now, you know, go win this thing, you know, and he's gonna have those guys so motivated that I don't, I don't see us fumbling that bad, yeah. you know, and even if we lose it, it's gonna be a game from beginning to end. It's not gonna, it's not gonna be a, a blowout. Yeah. Um, so no, I've, I don't I don't know that it'll happen, yeah. but I'm there's a lot of me that really wants to say it will happen. Oh yeah, no my uh my my like like the red ass inside of me the the diehard inside of me is you know I'm all in on this. I'm like Auburn is going to beat me like they're, they're going to beat Bama because Auburn beats them when they play them at home on odd on yeah. odd number of years. Um, mm-hmm. but even if that doesn't happen, even if the the magical season isn't you know the most magical and you know playoff and all that stuff um what i was worried about after the two losses was big picture like can we still bring in a good class in recruiting because that's Mm -hmm. the name of the game when 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 you want to win championships you have to have the talent um and boy like i know that names aren't on the dotted line and like there's probably some names that aren't even public that Maybe on board, but uh, you're looking at like four of the top six have a likelihood of being Aggies. That's in the country, not yeah. not in, in Texas. Country, right? Like the closest thing to that was, I think in 2014 we had three of the top ten. We had uh, Kyle, Kyle Allen, Speedy, and Miles Garrett, and really only one of the and Kyler. And only one of those guys panned out. Well, I, I think Kyler was 15, and oh, yeah, Kyle right. was. Because Al, yeah, Allen was before in fourteen with with Speedy and and Garrett, um, and really just Garrett really panned out to his ability. Like um, mm-hmm. Kyle transferred and Speedy did two for us, but he was kind of yeah hit or yeah. miss. But the the defensive lineman that we're looking at, um, uh, if you pay attention to the composite composite scores, uh, Connor Wigman, the quarterback, is up to the number one quarterback in the country. Um, I think that's deserved i think he's uh just just a a complete baller um the biggest thing to me and this is still you know to be determined uh there's a receiver by the name of evan stewart and he's a top five player in the country uh from frisco and just a speed demon like he's a he's a bama you know lsu kind of receiver that that they've had in, in recent memory but um, mm-hmm. he was like, like AM wasn't on this kid's radar for most of his recruitment until he visited, I think last weekend and 
we just pulled out all the stops from the sounds of things. Um, I don't know how that's going to yeah. go if, and we'll we'll talk about recruiting, you know, in in its entirety, you know, later on, close to uh, early signing day. Well, we should probably do a little bit of it next week. Yeah, we can do that. We won't, we won't have a game to talk about anyways on our end. So towards the end of the episode next yeah. week, we'll we'll talk recruiting a bit. But there's there's some big big names. Um, and to put this in perspective, we'll we'll talk about it later. But if they, if they were to to, to nab Evan, to nab Evan Stewart, that would be the biggest victory or like statement victory by Jimbo on the recruiting trail uh, to date at AM. But um, there's just so much talent. And that's the thing is even if this isn't the year, the talent is only going up. Like as, as good as this team is, like it's pretty well constructed. It's only going to get better. And when you look up, you're going to expect to beat Bama and expect to beat Georgia and, you know, be competitive in the, on the, on the national landscape. So, um, mm-hmm. Like we said when we started, you know, uh, interest is at, is at an all-time high. This is still kind of, you know, what we think is going to be the golden years of of this and in program. Um, and we, I know we we definitely got down after two losses, and we're like, man, like what the hell? <laughs> like, <laughs> can we yeah. can can our can our hearts even take watching this anymore? But um, then we go and beat Bama. So I don't know. I just kind of ran it there for a bit, but. Um, it's I don't know it's it's a crazy ass sport I love it I love A and M and um, yeah I don't have to stress because we're off this week and I can just watch watch the rest of the world burn <laughs> and hopefully <That's> right. hopefully <laughs> hopefully chaos ensues I hope so um, well we we'll we'll definitely get into recruiting next week for sure because there's a lot of stuff to talk about um, a lot of stuff happening and it'll be the perfect time to do yeah. it so. Um, Definitely excited. Um, definitely a good time to be an Aggie still. Um, and and I, I think we have a good road ahead of us, you know, the, the next – as we finish the season off, of course we still have the opportunity of going 6-6. Six and six. I don't see that happening. Right. Um, I, I really think we'll finish this year 10-2. And, and um, that doesn't mean that we don't have tough games because Auburn and Ole Miss are both going to be very tough games. Oh, yeah. Um, but I just, with how we're playing right now, I don't think we're going to see a drop off of that. I don't think that we're going to see, you know, us us have a pullback. I think, I think, I think the best football is ahead of us, yeah. and um, that's that's an exciting proposition yeah. for me. Like Jimbo always says, you have an opportunity. These these games against these good teams, just another opportunity to showcase yourself, and uh, you know. And put your, you know, your your foot forward towards the the championship. So, um, yeah, it's about putting your will upon them. It's about it's about the psychological disposition of getting things done and the way in which you do things. Yeah. You know, that's as Jimbo always says. And, and, so. and like and like I say, <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot, we didn't do quote of the week. We got to squeeze that in. Oh no, we're about okay. to. We're about to. We're going to finish it off right okay. here. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, I've got one too, but you you, you go first. No, let's do yours first because okay. uh, I love. Hang mine. on, I got to. I got it. I love yours too. Though. I got it. Okay, you pull it up while I'll give I'll give my quote of the week. Uh, my quote of the week comes from the one and only Mike Leach. Um, you know, to pull back the curtain a little bit. We had originally talked about every week just doing a Mike Leach quote <laughs> and seeing if anybody noticed. Um, it didn't end up doing that because we had some really good quotes through the year. Uh, but but he's got a great one um, this week. Very very very. Um, 
inspirational from Leach. Uh, I've, he says, I've got mine. If you want me to go, you want to go? No, I'll okay. go. I'll, I already teed All it right. up. So Le- Leach said, uh, the other thing I like is when they have, they used to have the sprees in a box. Outstanding. You've got to go to the dollar store to find it, but I do. <laughs> so, <laughs> he, uh, if you haven't seen Leach's uh, post post game, like as he's coming off the field this past weekend, they asked him what his favorite ha- Halloween candy is. I skipped over the I hate candy corn because I like candy corn. Candy corn's still pretty clutch, but um, but yeah, he uh, you gotta love questions towards Leach about just random things because he puts a lot of thought and effort into it. And, uh, man, it was, it's just a, a great synopsis of what he likes about candy. And honestly, sprees are really good. Sprees, sprees are some of my favorite uh, Halloween candy as well. Uh, but it's just funny to think about Leach going to Dollar Tree just so that he can get some sprees, you know, like, like he shows up cause you know, he doesn't send like, you know, an assistant or somebody over there to do it for him. Like most coaches do. He shows up himself and he's like, um, yeah, let me get about uh, 17 boxes of sprees, you know, like, you know, that he's going and doing it himself. Uh, but he followed up with it whenever they were, they were talking about it. And, and I'll, I'll read this as well um, about, you know, how Halloween candy is passed out. He said, <laughs> You can't be as reckless as to hold the bowl out like some used to when I would trick or treat. Like hold the ball out, hold the bowl out, and take what you want. And then, of course, you got to grab handfuls as fast as you can until they shoo you off the porch. You got to regulate it, but it'll be something good. You got to regulate it. <laughs> so, so if Mike if Mike Leach shows up at your door trick or treating, um, make sure that you just hand him whatever candy you want to give him. Otherwise, he's going to just start taking as much as he possibly can until you pull the bowl, bowl away yeah. from him. <laughs> you know, if, all right, give us yours because yours is good. If, too. if I was at a Dollar Tree and saw Mike Leach buying seventeen boxes of Spree, uh, I wouldn't think that was anything out of the ordinary for that guy. <laughs> I'd be just like, oh, hey, look, look at Coach Leach jump here buying spree. <laughs> you know, like, Honestly, I would go up to him and I would be like, I'd be like, hey, Coach, you like sprees? And he'd be like, yeah. And he'd give me some lecture about how much he likes them. I'd be like, I've never tried them. And I bet he would buy me like 15 boxes yeah. of them, you know, just to, just to, well, you, you've got to. Yeah. You're going to love them, you know. <laughs> he'd tell you to go. Hey, give me a few, Coach. Yeah. He'd tell you, you have to go swing your sword. Um, yeah right. <laughs> but uh, mine mine comes from uh, the Heisman front runner and Pitt quarterback uh, Kenny Pickett, uh, who's like a 23 year old sixth year senior, uh, red shirt COVID year, you know all that stuff. He took full advantage. Um, they asked him on on TV on national television after beating Clemson. You know, uh, like they asked him about the game, and he says, "I quote, I'm going to go have a cold one and get ready for Miami." That is that is my quarterback right there. Can he can he pick it for Heisman? <laughs> oh Lord! All right, well that's a good that was one. a good show. Um, uh, AM's off this week, so uh, hopefully you guys aren't as, aren't too stressed. Uh, and enjoy enjoy this this season of college football uh, for one more Saturday and uh, root, uh, keep rooting for chaos. That's right. We'll see you next week. Bye.